Welcome back to Vaguely Adults. You have one of your hosts, Serana, here, and... Surly. And just a preface before we get into this episode, trigger warning, we are going to be discussing some pretty sensitive topics, really Asian hate crimes going on, Black Lives Matter movement, etc. And, again, all of the things that we will be discussing are events that we have personal opinions on, so please take everything we say with a grain of salt, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. So, to begin, America is America, and there have been so many things in our lifetime so far that really suck, and it's just mm-hmm. kind of shown us, oh, I'm out of breath already, because I'm just <laughs> already heated about this this topic. Um, since we've been alive, there's been so many instances where we see people of color, marginalized groups, being you know, targets for a lot of crimes. And, you know, it's it's a hard topic to talk about because being a person of color, it puts you in kind of a mindset where you get scared to live your regular life. I wanted to open the conversation to just hear your thoughts. Just what do you feel as a person of color living in America during, you know, everything? Um, I want to apologize for the special guest that decided to enter. Um, she really wants to be a part of this, clearly. Look, Tina. Look, at least look at the camera. Okay. For everyone just um, listening, Tina's decided to just waltz on in, which is a welcome. Yeah. It's always a welcome. <laughs> she literally jumped on top of the laptop, and that's why I was like, I laughed, because she just came waltzing in. Um, yes, it's it's hard. There are a lot of I mean, there's like your obvious racism, right? Like people obviously being racist towards you. Um, And you kind of just get desensitized. I'm going to be honest. Growing up, I didn't face too much of it as a kid because I went to school in like uh, with only people of color. And my neighborhood was only people of color. And I didn't really venture much outside of my existing area and the place I went to school. Um... And because we were all Hispanic and or black, like it wasn't something that I was confronted with face to face. I heard about it because I hadn't experienced it myself. It didn't seem like that big of a deal. Like it it didn't seem like as bad as what it really was. But that's because I wasn't surrounded by it. I hadn't experienced it. Um, Then I got older. um, And the first instance that I can think of was when I went with my sister to like a small store and she wanted to get something for Tina and it was like a small pet store and she like picked something up and she was like ah you know what like actually I don't want it so she had put it right back down and then we had moved to the back and the shop owner was just like on top of us we were not the only people in the store but she was like on top of us like grilling us and so then my sister decided actually she's gonna get this other thing so she went over and grabbed it she was like you know what let's just go pay and the lady up front was like where's the first thing that you picked up and my sister was like back where we got it from she's like no i didn't see you put it back and she was like no we definitely like put it back we were also like younger which like it could have been because we were kids but it's also kind of hard to tell like when you were a person of color like is it because you're young or is it because you're a person of color and uh, she basically accuses of thievery was like i'm gonna check the cameras and we were like great go check the cameras 
And then my sister threw like the shit that she was going to pay for. Excuse my language. The stuff that she was going to pay for. Um, and she threw it on the counter. She's like, you know what? I don't want anything anymore. But she was like shook. And we left. And there was like a guy that was working there also. And he was just kind of staring at this white lady like. <laughs> okay. Um, but like it's not just white people that are racist, right? And like that's another thing. Like even within the Hispanic community, we have like our colorism, right? Like our own racism. Um, you see it a lot in like darker skinned Hispanics. Like they're trying so hard not to be called black. Like I'm not black. I'm not. I'm Hispanic and like they get offended like it's not something to be offended about you know how many times I've been confused like with other nationalities or like like other ethnicities like personally I think I look very Hispanic like I think I'm this is Hispanic but I've gotten a lot of like are you this are you that are you this um and like I I've never felt offended because like it is what it is you see what you see it's not offensive to be confused for someone like a different ethnicity or nationality, but it's a big thing in the Hispanic community. Like racism is really big. It thrives and shouldn't be. It's more so with like older generations and like you don't see it as much with younger generations. But like even amongst people of color, like it's become so normalized. I was at a store once and me and my mom were online and I had remembered that I forgot something. So like right before she was paying, I ran to the other aisle to grab like toilet paper and I ran back and I was like, all right, here. And this lady behind us, thick, like, sounded Jamaican, but I'm not sure, like, accent. She's like, oh, you're cutting the line. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not cutting the line. My mom is paying, it's just like one thing we're adding. So she stepped in front of us and was like, no, you're not gonna cut me in line, blah, 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 blah. And then she started putting her stuff down and muttering, go back to your country. Mind you, thick accent talking about go back to your country like you mexicans like blah 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 and my mom was just like what <laughs> what did she say and naturally like i wanted to go off on the lady but we were in a not very safe area my mom was like honestly it's not that big a deal don't make a big deal about it blah 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 but my mom was shook and that those were like my first like big experiences with it and like now through work like microaggressions like the mm. guy who came into the store I was like hi like how can I help you out today because I'm greeting at the door and he just looks at me and he's like I'm here to buy churros can you sell me some churros but like dude what but those are like small things that I didn't even realize could have been racist until I told you about when I was like, oh, Serana, this crazy thing happened to me. I work today and I'm telling you about it. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Like in the voice note, you can hear my like brain, my thought process. And I'm like, wait a minute. Was this a racist comment? Like, am I reading into it? But that's that's also a lot of it, right? Like a lot of it are microaggressions. Like, am I reading into it or was this really a racist thing? And it could have been either. It could have been that's just the first thing that came to his head. But why was it that churros was the first thing that came to his head when he could have said anything like he could have said oranges, he could have said a Ferrari, he could have said anything, like, but it's one of those things that you don't know someone's intention, but you can read into it. But also, you don't know how the things that you say are perceived by others. So, like, you have to be careful with what you say also. Those are my thoughts. Yeah, no, solid thoughts. I, I, there's so much to say on this topic, and there's a lot that you know we've both experienced not only as people of color but also being you know women 
and, and female identifying. And it, a, a top example I have is the other day I went to a computer store. Um, you know, we're looking to get a new monitor for my brother or whatnot. Most of the people there were male or male identifying, I'm assuming, right? That's what the general vibe of the store was. And I'm not sure if my dad and my brother noticed it, but there were these two fellas who were following where we were in that general space because we were comparing the monitors and whatnot. And they kept making remarks like, what is she doing here? Look at, look at like when, you know, girls think that they know what they're doing. But out of the three of us, me, my dad, and my brother, I'm the expert in, yeah. you know, electronics and stuff like that. And I know it was a passing comment and I know it should not have aggravated me because I'm, you know, confident in myself and in my abilities and, you know, my knowledge and whatnot. But it was just infuriating that that complex is is just despite your gender despite how you identify everyone can be a professional and a specialist in whatever they want and there's a big issue in how certain stereotypes are, are drilled into people and and it's all taught because these people learn these things when they're young and then they just never question it and they they take it as law but other instances is like when i was in school growing up my last name is my last name is Muhammad, right? And it's a very typical Muslim identifying name. People used to make fun of it all the time. You know, they would associate it with like, oh, are you, you know, part of a terrorist group, blah, blah, blah. And kids are awful, right? Bottom yeah. line, kids are awful. So, you know, back then I was like, it's just a joke. But living your whole life being like, oh, you're Muhammad, you know, whereas like you're Ali or, or really dumb comments like that. I didn't know those were racist jokes until way later in life when I grew up and I was, you know, going to high school and, and actually learning more about history and how the world works and stuff like that. It just kind of sucked. I also had a lot of Asian friends growing up. I still have a lot of Asian friends predominantly. And one thing that really strikes a chord with me with all of these hate crimes that we've seen you know, since the pandemic started and, and a lot of hate crimes directed towards Asian and Asian Americans is that I'm afraid for my friends. Oh, we're not going to cry. <laughs> we're not going to cry in this, this episode. But, you know, having your friends message group chats and being like, no, my parents don't want me taking the train anymore because they're afraid I'm going to get stabbed or, you know, they're not yeah. allowing me to go to Chinatown anymore, even though we need to go get groceries and stuff like that. It's just devastating there's there's no other word for it than just i don't know if one of my friends can go out and they just don't come home that day because someone was having a bad day yeah quote unquote right. a bad day like that is the huge narrative behind everything it's like when you have a person of color who commits a crime right no matter what the crime is like oh you're you look muslim or you look middle eastern terrorist hispanic illegal black drugs or just flat out criminals just generalized criminals but uh, a white person does it and we've seen it it's not like it's it's not like I'm, I'm making this up like it's not a bias or anything like that but like white man shoots up a school shoots up uh, a poor nail salon shoots up a supermarket most recently 
um, well, they're just having a bad day. Kidnapped. Or they're yeah, or they're just sad, or their family ha- like mental illness uh, circumstances were troubled, or you know, why are there so many excuses for kidnaps predominantly a white, white people? Man kidnaps a woman, a cop kidnaps a woman and kills her. And what do they have to say about that? Well, you know, we all know him as a person, and he would never do this. He must have really been going through something to have done this. Going through what? We all go through things. No sane person would do something crazy like that because they were having a bad day. I have bad days all the time and I'm not stabbing every customer that annoys me because that's not what you do when you're sane. And I use the word sane very loosely because this mental status ain't all that sane. But, you know, and still, even then, like I go through bad times all the time and even then with my like not that stable mental stability would never do something crazy like that like that kind of thought would never even cross my mind like not even as a joke so it's like how messed up how privileged how spoiled do you have to be to think of stuff like that and think it's okay and then get away with it because that's what it that's what it boils down to. These people are getting away with it. And it's not like their crime comes from necessity. Because let's say you go to a bad area, bad neighborhood, you get robbed. That was a crime of necessity. That person robbed you because they didn't have anything to eat. And stab you, they didn't kill you. Maybe in like, of course it happens. Because maybe there was a struggle, the person panicked, whatever the case may be. You fought back, they didn't know what to do. But it was a crime of necessity. And I'm not saying that it's okay. Yeah. But it's much more understandable than someone who had a bad day and then killed 10 people. Yeah. And to clarify with when we, we generalize and say, you know, bad areas, it is these disproportionately impoverished areas that, you know, were pushed out to the outskirts of towns that, you know, have to go far into these slums because there's no way that they would financially be able to support themselves, their families, with just how expensive everything is. This is specifically for New York and, you know, when you typically think of the Bronx or Harlem or stuff like that. Like, people warn you, oh, those are dangerous neighborhoods because they're predominantly people of color and it's, quote-unquote, known for gang activity and blah, blah, blah. But some of the worst people are in high institutions they're in high places of power they are the people that are making decisions for everyone else and it is infuriating and again we're not professionals we're not you know we're not social scientists we're not like politically involved in any way all of this is purely our opinions on what's going on i just wanted to you know reinstate that fact but regardless of how we're tied to whatever is going on it affects our daily ability to function as a human being. Absolutely. Not only are, I, I'm pretty sure you said it earlier, but like not only are we people of color, we're women of color. Like <laughs> being a woman is hard. Being a person of color is hard. Being a woman of color is very hard. I have the privilege and I know that it's a privilege that I'm very fair skinned. Uh, there are people who are not women of color who are much darker. And they go through worse things than things that I have been through. They are more outrightly 
talked against or prejudiced against. And I know it's a privilege that I'm fair-skinned. And I admit that, not that I'm okay with that, but like, I recognize that is what I mean to say. And my sister more so. My sister's even lighter than I am. Like, with her mask on, my sister's pretty white passing. Um, and Like, I'm, I'm are... the darkest between the three of us. Yeah. But that's because I'm very much like a dog that just lays in the sun, you know? <laughs> but it's also just like, I don't remember where I was going with this, but like women of color is like, it's hard to be a woman of color. I was watching a video the other day of this girl who is like, this is when we go on a run, like this is how I protect myself. And she puts like her emergency contact list and identifiable stuff like in her shoe, just in case she gets killed, they can identify her and call her next of kin. That is scary because she's just going on a jog in the middle of the day. It's scary. My aunt used to jog every day, you know. <laughs> My aunt used to jog every day. She'd go down the same routine. Never noticed people around. Like, it seemed pretty empty. Um, and then she had sprained her ankle, so she stopped going on a run. And people would come up to her, like, when she started going back on walks, like, oh, I hadn't seen you around. Like, I know that you jog every, like, Thursday and Tuesday through here at, like, 2 p.m. and we hadn't seen you. Like, I'm sure you didn't mean for that to come off as terrifying as it sounds. But, like, as a woman, that is horrifying. Like, you know my schedule. That's why, yeah. like, I go different routes when I go home. And, like, you know this, like, when I close the store, I was like, let me go the other way just in case because you never know um and the that is a horrifying thought to have and then there are people out there who are talking about oh well and by people i mean i mean i've seen a couple video on women talking about well if other women were just nice to men that hit on them like nothing bad would happen like i'm sorry i still don't unsolicitedly want it to be hit on like i i don't i really just i've been nice i've been quiet I've been mean, I've pretended not to hear people, and I always get the same results. Uh, the person being very upset that I'm not, I don't know what, flirting back, like that is not flirting you. I've had men literally like in my ear, like this close to me, in my ear, like, oh, you're so pretty, da 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 Or like, and why are you that, first of all, why are you that close to me? Like, I should not be able to feel you on my ear. Like that, one, disgusting too horrifying like why are you so close to me i've had cars stop and ask me hey you want a ride like i could give you a ride real quick blah blah and i'm like no thanks like i live right down the block oh where where do you live like i can drive you one block it's not a big deal that's terrifying like i could get in that car and never come out but it's also like i could get in a taxi and never come out i can get in an uber and never come out there's been so many cases of stuff like that happening and it is a terrifying thought and like now you have asian women of color and now asians who are like getting more disproportionately attacked for existing just for being and it's just like it's it's just wild to me that people can't just leave their houses and be okay and not think i think all the time like i am the kind of person that i could be in a huge fight with my mom and my sister like crazy blowout and i will not leave the house without saying i love you because I don't know that I'm coming back home. Like that is a thought that runs through my mind all the time and that is terrifying. And now I have to have that thought with my friends as well. And like I surround myself by people of color. Like we got Serana, we got Nick, we got Annie. Like now we're adding Russ to the roster. Like there's so many like friends that I have at work. My coworkers are 98% of them people of color. 
Um, and I worry for their safety all the time too. I've noticed I work, there are white people that work with me and you notice the shift in when a customer is talking to me versus when they're talking to my white coworker. Or and it's when even more different when it's talking to a white male coworker. Absolutely. I have one customer come in. Everything I told him, he negated. He's like, no, that's not what's wrong. No, that's not it. No, I don't think you know what you're talking about. No, actually, let me really explain to you what's going on. I've been doing this for three years. I think I know what the issue is. But you know what? Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Let me bring my older coworker, white man, to come talk to you. Suddenly, you're cracking jokes. Suddenly, everything he is repeating that I have already said, you're like, wow, that's how come nobody thought of that? That's such a great idea. When I literally just said that two minutes ago, and my coworker was standing right next to me when I said it, which is why he said it. But he said it, so it's fine. He said it, so, oh, that makes sense. Like, yeah, of course. You don't think we notice? Like, I have another coworker who I'm really close to, and we talk about it all the time. Like, she literally looked at me after that happened, and she was just like, wow, the sexism is real and alive. And I'm like, yes, it's not just me reading into things. We see it. Like, we can hear it. We feel it. Just because we don't com- comment on it or say, like, out loud, like, wow, you're being really sexist, doesn't mean we don't see it. But they don't. And that is annoying. Like, you really yeah. don't see that you're being racist or sexist or homophobic or any kind of ick. You know, like... No, I, I totally get it. I just... I'm tired. It... When you're faced with all of these things, one after the other, it's not only heartbreaking but as someone who grew up female identifying you know woman of color i've seen that some of the hardest working people that i've ever met in my life are people of color this is not to to dismiss any other type of persons you know everyone works hard but typically you look at service jobs waitressing maid services house cleaning car washes in my experience you know it's it's based on where i live it's primarily been people of color who are working for (laughs) less than what they are owed or less than what they are worth and it sucks that in 2021 in 2022 seeing with all the black Lives matter movements and and these protests that we have to be out there protesting for basic human decency it's not it's I hate the way that history has been taught to a lot of us, the way that it was presented that, oh, the civil rights era suddenly just poof and racism Magic. was gone. That's yep. not how that works. There are people's grandparents who had their parents owning slaves. You know? It's not that far removed. And those people have taught, as they've created children, they've taught them the same beliefs, the same standards. And it's hard to break those things. Yeah. I was going to go into, you know, how all these things affect you, your mental state and well-being and all that stuff. But I think I'm going to save it for another day because this has been a lot already. Um, But my final piece in all this is that education is the most important. I know it's hard to unlearn things after you've lived your life learning things a certain way, but you have to take it upon yourself to find these online resources because they are there. No one's yeah. going to spoon feed it to you, right? It, it, it's not how the world works anymore. It may have been when 
there was a hierarchy and it was just like, you know, people were, were praised and, and held on these pedestals as gods. Again, we're not professionals, but if you look online, there are tons of ways that you could educate yourself. Listen, Wikipedia has its sources. Go on Wikipedia, go to the source files and look at things yourself. Read more, just do what you can. What we can do is link some stuff in the description. So you can check out the stop aapihate.org organization if you want to donate. Anyways, we will list a bunch of resources and things that, you know, you can look up yourself in the description below. With all that being said, I know this is a happy, heavy, heavy topic, but hope you still enjoyed listening. Uh, please continue the conversations when you can, because it's better to continue uncomfortable conversations than to not have them at all. So until next time, hope you're staying safe. Hope you're staying well. Remember to listen to us on all the podcasting sites, wherever you will get your podcasts. If you like what you heard, consider subscribing, liking, commenting, doing all the things. We really, really appreciate it. So until next time. Things are just vaguely adult. Vaguely adult. Things are just vaguely adult.